0: Welcome everyone to another edition Because Fantasy Football Matters. As always, Jesse King alongside of me. I'm Rob Brinkman. You miss anything on the podcast, we're on iTunes, we're on A2D Radio, we're on Facebook. Give us a like at Because Fantasy Football Matters. But Jesse, getting down to the nitty gritty. I've already had one draft. I think you told me you've had two. What we got in store today is finishing up our position previews. Kicker and defense we will just gloss over because... Name of the show is because fantasy football matters and kickers and defenses don't matter that much. We're not going to spend that much time on them. Then we'll have our last positional mock in tight end. So, Jesse, why don't you kick it off? Big believer and wait until the very end to take the kicker and the defense. A lot of the leagues I'm in don't even use a kicker anymore.
1: Yeah, and if you're in Yahoo leagues, uh, you can, you don't have to draft a kicker or a defense. You can you know draft straight through your lineup. So that's what I would recommend. Uh, and then just start streaming from week one, your kicker and your defense. Uh, we're starting off with kicker. What I usually look for, number one, a good offense. Gotta be able to move the ball to get to get into field goal position, you know? And then number two, if you could couple a good offense with a good defense that'll keep the offense in short field, you know, and, and in good field position, uh, you know, those are usually the prime kickers. Don't fall into the trap of, you know, oh,
0: well, so and so's team, they stink on offense. They'll kick a lot of field goals. Totally backwards way of thinking. Yeah. You need high powered offenses that, that throw the ball, be kicking a lot of extra points. And hey, if they can move the ball into field goal range, they can't score a touchdown every time. No one does. That's where the field goal kickers come in. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I'm a biased Eagles fan. So I have Jake Elliott on the only team that I have. He's and a fine fun. kicker. The Eagles have a good offense. Uh, one thing I will add to the caveats: I do prefer kickers that kick in inside. Have them kicking up, have kicking on that dome. Uh, also, uh, Brandon McManus on Denver with that that altitude up there can boot those fifty yarders in. That's another thing I look for. Yeah. Uh, how many fifty plus yard field goals are you gonna make for me? And. Do you kick inside? So maybe I'll be dropping Jake Elliott come October, November. Heck, I don't even have a problem dropping Jake Elliott tomorrow if there's a
1: guy that I like better for week one specific. Even in leagues where I have to draft a kicker in a defense, I I always drop my kicker and and grab someone on the first waiver wire, wire run that, that comes through. I always do. All right, what about defense, Jesse? A what do you def- look for in a defense? A defense is a little different. If you're going to be streaming, you want to look for weekly matchups. You know, you mm-hmm. want to try and stream against the team that uh, that that has the bad offense or is probably going to lose the game, so forth and so on, right? But you also want to look at your scoring. Um, in a lot of my leagues, Rob, and I know in a lot of your leagues, you get two points for every sack, and then you get points for turnovers. You know, so. I target great defensive lines. You know, they usually can help keep the overall offensive production low. They usually can at least pad the overall score with a couple sacks. And then I honestly look for, you know, if it's not just an elite defense that's out there and you want to grab them in a good matchup, I try and find the defense that's going against a quarterback that's going to turn the ball over. Um, it's very early. Obviously, the season hasn't even started yet, but can target rookies i think you can target you know the bottom echelon quarterbacks um guys like patrick mahomes you know who are going to be gunslingers and and force the ball down the
0: field phil rivers throws a lot of he has a lot of five interception games for as good as he is he has a lot of five interception games
1: so if you know you can try and target those guys to try and get the real big points on football on defense you know the turnovers and hopefully Uh, A pick return or a fumble return for a touchdown.
0: There you go. You just hit on it. Returns. Uh, I agree with everything you said. Another big factor in me in picking my defense, especially if I'm streaming, how likely are they to return a kick or a punt? Because you get points for your defense as well as individually if you have those. Like if if I'm looking at, you know, my defense of choice right now in the late rounds is Atlanta's defense. their return game is usually pretty strong. Try to look at that. Like Patrick Peterson, if he's going to return punts this year for the Cardinals, that puts their defense a leg up, especially when you're, you know, in the bottom echelon of defenses. So look at those return men. Look at who makes the Pro Bowl every year yeah. for those returns because that's that's a six point six point swing for your defense that could, that could make all the difference in a
1: weekly matchup. Yeah. Personally, I try and find the... The best defensive line late in the draft that has a decent schedule, in my opinion, to start the season. And then I'm ready to stream. I'm ready to stream week to week uh, until I get an elite defense. You know, so you, you will usually get a an elite line. defense. Someone will drop them because they'll have a bad game or two. Or you know, or someone will forget or, about them, or some, or a new defense some, emerges.
0: Right, some defense that isn't elite on August 22nd might be turn out to be elite on November 1st.
1: Exactly, bye weeks are a big thing. You know, I always try and target uh, good kickers and good defenses. Uh, who you know, the, the waivers uh, after bye weeks. A lot of times they have to get dropped. I know in in many elite, league, uh, I've gotten Justin Tucker after their bye week for whatever reason he has to get dropped you know so those are things that i look but if we're going to get into the ranking rob we might as well fly through it real quick because kicker and defense really kind of stink to talk yeah, about
0: no, we're, we're not even going to do a draft we've talked about kicker and defense yeah. enough don't worry about it you'll find steven one steven
1: goskowski justin tucker greg Zerline. honestly probably in reverse order uh, it's kind of how those are the top guys. Those, those are um, the only ones that I would recommend. I'm looking at guys like even like trying to draft if you have to. Brandon McManus,
0: Graham Gano, they both make a lot of long field goals. Whoever's kicking for the Saints inside there with that offense, pretty good. Just don't pick Chicago's kicker. I don't care how good he is. If that wind's blowing, he's not making any kicks.
1: I think you know exactly how good he is, Rob. It's Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey? I'm pretty sure. I might have to don't, don't
0: pick him. Don't pick. Him. Don't pick. Him. Um, all right, let's get yeah. into tight ends. Cody. Do a mock draft. Um It's another kind of position where half the league, a little over half the league if you're in a 12-person league, you're going to have you know, a viable week t- tight weekly tight end that they can rely on, but other than that, you know, you're going to be having committees. Maybe even streaming there, but Jesse, I think it's pretty obvious who the top two are. I'm interested to see who you'll take first in the tight end, uh, Ma.
1: Mr. Consistent, the only tight end that puts up, you know, top echelon overall player numbers. You know, overall fantasy points. Not just with with the qualifier of for a tight end. You know he puts up the numbers that can compete with, obviously not the very top point scorers in the league, but 1,200 yards, twenty, twelve, he could easily be in the top touchdowns. twelve, top twelve of fantasy scoring this year. Yeah, when easily. you say close, when you say 100 catches, 1,200 yards, and and 14, 15 touchdowns, that doesn't sound like a tight end, does it? No, <laughs> that doesn't. That sounds like like you know the top wide receiver. You know that sounds like. The very the very pinnacle of what uh, a Devonte Adams could do in a, in the best in his best year, a Mike Evans could do in his best year. In all honesty, that t- that sounds like the upper echelon of what an AJ Green can do in his best year, because he doesn't catch 100 balls and he doesn't usually get 15 touchdowns. You know what I mean? So if You're he can put up, if he right. can play all 16 and put up the monster stats that he usually does. He's he's gonna be worth a first round draft pick. Obviously, injury with most players is a question, but he does have a speckled injury history. Uh that is probably the reason why I wouldn't take him in the first round. But Rob, if if I have an early first round pick and a late second round pick, right. there comes a point in which I will grab Gromp over the running backs that are available or the wide receivers that are available because I do like what comes back around at the top of the third round. More so, yeah. Right. Well, if you have the first pick, you're going to have two
0: back to back. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have a problem
1: really drafting Gronk. I I have I've drafted him. I've looked at drafting him as early as the 6th pick in the second round of a 12-teamer. 12-team league. Yeah, you know, that's that's a 6th pick overall, you know. It's extremely fair. Yeah, because
0: I, I always try I always tend to Pass on him that early, yeah,
1: just because of his injuries. Well, it's usually all the the top backs are gone, and then, in my opinion, all my top tier wide receivers. But when you know, when it comes down to Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, you know, Stephon Diggs, Phelan, or Gronk, you know, Devontae Freeman or Gronk, honestly, a lot of times I take Gronk, I just have more confidence in him.
0: It's fair, I mean. Devante Freeman, he's nice. He runs hard, but I would it's say Gronk a, as well. It's honestly
1: the concussions that scare me. and people Gronk, or don't realize, Mike, hey, Gronk
0: or Mike Evans?
1: I'm going to go Gronk. I don't want to miss on my first pick. my For second pick, my top picks. I don't want to uh, miss. Yeah, because, and I can find a I mean, Mike Gronk Evans or, like or any of those
0: Vikings receivers. That's not even a contest in my mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, pretty I'm pretty down. not drafting I'm pretty down any of the Vikings. Them. I'm not, yeah, I'm not. Receivers. I'm not feeling them. Feeling those two. They're... Way down, on who, who's the who's the other one, Gronk or AJ Green? I think I'm. I would have to go AJ Green there because of Gronk. If Gronk was, I would go AJ Green. Not injured all the time, I would go Gronk.
1: But and and I'm also this might just be a personal bias because I'm a big AJ Green fan. I mean, who is it? He's right. a stud. But he he's a stud in real life. He doesn't put up the studly fantasy numbers. That you want he's very well, I mean, consistent you're, you're, but i'm not talking about top echelon fancy numbers only because right, and you're dalton. going
0: for i mean gronk mm-hmm. has the goat tom brady throwing to him and right andy dalton is yeah. you know he's kind of stinky
1: yeah that might be one of, i guess it kind of depends on whether so like, i have a wide receiver from the first round or whether i have a running back if i have a running back and like a good one that i believe in i don't mind grabbing gronk in the second round if i have Like a top end wide receiver, an AB or a a, a DeAndre Hopkins, I personally like to lock up a position. I like to have a real strength coming out of the draft. If you have Gronk or my first pick, the
0: second pick, Travis Kelsey, Mm -hmm. you have a huge leg up in tight ends. Why would
1: you take Kelsey over Gronk? I wouldn't. Oh, okay.
0: I wouldn't. Gronk is one. Kelsey,
1: clear cut two. Yeah. Just making sure. I didn't. Yeah. No, no. no.
0: I like Kelsey. Well, I mean. I just I just compare Tom Brady to Andy Dalton. I mean, we haven't seen Patrick Mahomes do anything. Yeah, he hasn't done anything. He's never he started one game in Week 17 last year. Uh, He didn't really look that great against a a decent Broncos defense. So I don't know. I believe in him, but I mean, it could go either way. So you got to take Gronk over Kelsey just because of that. But Kelsey's better than Ert, better than Jimmy Graham, better than Burton, better than Greg Olson, better than Kyle Rudolph. Like, he's better – it's not even a contest who the second one is. And, you know, a young quarterback, I mean, he's going to need to rely on that. And he's by far their number one passing. Uh, I don't believe it's – he's going to be a beast in the red zone,
1: Kelsey. I mean, he's not – We'll see. I mean, has he ever really been a beast in the red zone?
0: He's had pretty good seasons before he – like I said, he's not going to put up – we're not gonna look at Travis Kelsey at the end of the season, and he's not gonna be in the top 12 of fantasy scorers. He's not gonna do that. He's not on that level. He's not he's more on the level of Thielen and Diggs than he is AJ Green and Mike Evans, who who we were playing toss up or with Gronk. I'd probably take both Vikings receivers over Kelsey. I'd probably take guys like Doug Baldwin over over Kelsey, where I wouldn't take those guys over Gronk. Gronk is like a, uh, excuse me, Kelsey is like a fourth or fifth round pick.
1: Yeah, uh, and obviously he's not going uh, that late, unfortunately. No,
0: he's being overdrafted, in uh, my and That's
1: another reason why I liked him in years past. I recognize his upside and his potential, but he was also going in the middle rounds, uh, where, where you know where where you could get them on question number two though you know i think we both agree on that uh i, I don't think that's that's a big who's number three
0: that's not clear cut
1: no you're correct number three isn't clear cut and this is probably going to be a little bit of a curveball for some people uh but it's not for me i'm going jimmy graham i'm going jimmy graham number three over some other people that you know we'll, we'll talk about soon but I think Jimmy Graham needed a year to get healthy after, you know, that major knee injury, which would have ended most careers. But he somehow made it back and played really, really well. I mean, grabbed 10 touchdowns. He did. He was very fantasy relevant in the tight end position last year. Yes.
0: Without being healthy.
1: Well, 100 Uh, percent. And, you know, he was healthy. He just wasn't. You know, as strong as he possibly could be. I mean, anyone out there that's had a you know a major injury, you know, you're healthy much quicker than you are, you know, back to full strength, you know, and able to push past the point at which you were before. I think this might be the year, and I don't. Jimmy Graham might have the best quarterback selection of all players to ever play the game. Because he went from Hall of Famer Drew, potential you know, future Hall of Famer in Drew Brees to future Hall of Famer in Russell Westbrook to now Russell future Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah. So, yeah, Wilson, sorry. Uh, he'll
0: be a Hall of Famer too, just not football. So. Yeah. And he's, he's <laughs> averaged a triple double twice in his career. He's definitely gonna be in the Hall of
1: Famer. Uh to future Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers. I think we saw, you know, the, the only question mark earlier in the season was Oh, uh, does Aaron Rodgers have chemistry with Jimmy? Blah, 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 blah. I think we saw already in the preseason that they have perfectly fine chemistry. Uh, Jimmy Graham can still use his body boxed out and use his hands. I think he's going to be a red zone threat. I don't care that they've never had, that the the the, the Packers have never had uh, a really top-end tight end uh, in terms of fantasy production. They've never had a tight end the caliber of Jimmy Graham. Never. I mean, you talk about... Potential future Hall of Famers. If Jimmy Graham can continue to play, he's a future Hall of Famer.
0: He's 31, which isn't – which is fine. It's a fine age. It's not too old. And, you know, he's going to be the main red zone target for the best quarterback. I mean, flip a coin between Brady and Rodgers. But, I mean, one of the two best quarterbacks in the whole league. I mean, I have Zach Ertz three. That's going to be my next pick. Yeah. I'm certainly especially in standard formats jimmy graham's gonna be a beast
1: i don't see why he can't get 10 touchdowns either.
0: right and he's gonna have way more than 520 yards which is what he had last year with i think Rodgers so in that offense with aaron like yeah seattle's a mess they seattle's are a mess, a mess. And they, they can't mess block anyone year. they couldn't they couldn't i mean russell wilson's running from they can't block him russell yeah. russell was always running for his life they can't run the ball I mean Doug Baldwin's pretty good on the out. I mean, it's just the defense just really just fell off a cliff due to injury. They're just a mess. He's yeah. in such a much better situation right now than uh he
1: then, was last year. Yeah, and I
0: wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me that if in standard formats he outscored Travis Kelsey. It, that would not surprise me at all. I'm not I, I'm not I'm not that hopped up on Jimmy Graham that I can put him over Travis Kelsey. It wouldn't surprise me if Jimmy Graham had a better season.
1: I mean, let's say Jimmy Graham only gets to 600 yards, right? That's going to be about 400 yards fewer than what Kelsey should do, right? Probably. Kelsey had a great year last year, got to 1,000, a little over 1,000. So, you know, that's... I mean, Kelsey's not a lot to get to 1,000 either. 40 points? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's only eight eight touchdowns, eight, you know, eight more touchdowns than Kelsey... Uh, for Jimmy Graham with that yardage, you know. I don't know. All I, right, I don't so think it should be that big a deal. No, uh,
0: More of a PPR, PPR pick is Zach Ertz. Uh, doesn't look like Alshon Jeffrey is going to be able to go in the early part of this season here. Uh, whether it's Nick Foles or Carson Wentz, a quarterback there, Zach Ertz has had success with both of them. I believe in his breakout last year. I think he's the number one receiving option, at least for the first month of the season for the Eagles. He's great in the red zone. He's great in the open field. Uh, I like Zachary's number four. He's my third-ranked tight end. So I'm really happy to have him here at four. You pick Jimmy Graham over him? Maybe. I don't know. It's pretty tight. They're both tier, tier three tight ends. You know, Tier two tight I think ends.
1: I think Ertz's upside we saw last year. I don't see him really jumping over that. I don't really believe in him as a true every year uh, touchdown threat, and I really try and target touchdowns for tight ends. I also need to see Ertz stay healthy for another year before I'm all in. Health has always been a concern for him. It
0: has, but hopefully for the Eagles' sake that he stays
1: healthy because they're kind of banged
0: up in terms of their other receivers. Yeah. They're relying on Zach Ertz. He's going to be a big part of the offense. Can't really say that about a lot of tight ends, we're do, especially the tail end of this mock draft. Yeah. So from a sheer volume pick, that's why I have Ertz over Jimmy Graham. But, I mean, Jimmy Graham's a better standard league play. Zach Ertz a better PPR play. But –
1: That'll bring us to our fifth selection, and now I don't want anybody. <laughs> I really don't want anybody. You know, the tried and true of years past might not be as tried and true. Uh, you know, going forward, just because of age and injury concerns. Um, you know, the young bucks. You know, are they going to prove it and break out? So it's kind of tough for me to pick here, but. We're going to get our guys, right? So I'm going to draft my guy, Jordan Reed. Okay, that's a little high for That's a
0: little high for me. But I just
1: told you, I don't really like any other guys. So why not just go get my guy?
0: Okay. Obviously
1: in real drafts, you won't have to take him this high. You know, you can wait and focus on wide receiver or running back in this part of the draft and wait a couple rounds. Um, But when you, no one, that we all talk about going forward has more upside than Jordan Reed. I don't know about that. Nobody has more upside okay. than Jordan Reed that we that we're gonna talk about going forward. Maybe he can somewhat match his upside, but you can't say have more upside. When you talk about being the type of receiver that he is who can do it in you know in between the 20s, he can do it in the red zone as well. Uh he's a mismatch on every single play. He is a, a red zone threat, or excuse me, yeah, he's a touchdown threat and a, you know, 100 reception threat because he, like Travis Kelsey years past, Jordan Reed right now is the best receiver on his team. I agree with that. The best, hands down, the best receiver on his team. That's, I think that's a, that's a big time
0: reach. He's my 11th tight end. So, I mean, obviously injury has to do with that. If he didn't have any injury history, that's probably a fair ranking for him, but... Mm-hmm. I'll get my guy Trey Burton next. I think he has much more upside than, than Jordan Reed. I think they're going to be much better offense. He's not injury prone like Jordan Reed, so. How
1: I do think, we know he I hasn't? Think, never, he hasn't ever played.
0: <laughs> uh, he's going to be good though. We'll see. He's got a lot of upside.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I like the Bears. I like Trubisky. I like Nagy. They're they're a complete and balanced offense. It's going to be whether they can stop anybody if they're going to be a good team or not. But their defense is bad. They're gonna to have to throw it. I mean, Trey Burton threw a touchdown in the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I'm not going into the season. I'm a season big, Burt now, big he, Trey he Burton fan. No, he has been leveling out to a, a spot in which, uh, you know, he's he's got a for, relative value. I got him for
0: seven dollars in your auction league. That's a complete steal. It's too much, man.
1: Too much. I I disagree. I bet you he won't outscore Greg Olson, who I would certainly take over him.
0: Um. I have, yards, I, have o- I have Greg Olson higher. I have Greg Olsen higher on my personal him. rankings. Should have taken no, him. No, because we were talking about upside guys. Okay. And I, I love it. Trey. Well, I, think, I think Trey Burton's gonna have a, a, a tremendous year.
1: I think Greg Olson has plenty of upside, especially at this point in the draft.
0: He's like Ertz. He's like he, he's the number one, he's it's a volume play.
1: Yeah. Thousand yard, eighty reception guy. I just don't believe in the Redskins this year. I think they stink.
0: Jordan Reed's gonna get a concussion.
1: Yeah, but I'm talking about uh I'm talking about Greg Olson now. I like both those guys over I like Burton and Olsen over Reed. That's fine. But Olsen Olson's next. If Reed plays sixteen games, nobody touches him. He could be the number one overall tight end. Reed? Reed. Could be the number one overall tight end. He title. could. I
0: don't think he will because he's
1: who knows? Gonna That's get it. hurt. Can't guarantee that. I think he tried to come into the season last year and play hurt or you know, play through injury. And I think he's coming into this offseason healthy. I think he's finally healthy. We'll see how long that lasts. And don't forget about his concussion history. But pure upside, man, can't beat that in tight end position. All right, so then but I, I-, went on, I went on to pick Greg Olson. Gonna be the number one target getter in his offense. Uh, in the North Turner offense that I think we've seen f- feature the tight end, at least a-, a few of his stops. I know he spent some time with uh, Antonio Gates out there in, in San Diego. Uh, and I think he spent some time with Jason Witten down in Dallas. So uh, those are two pretty darn good tight ends right there that he's that he's had time with. So
0: Had some time with K- uh, Kyle Rudolph as well.
1: Yeah, yes, he did, actually. That's actually really good. Maybe even for his br- – not his breakout year. He, his first breakout year because he doubled up on it broke out even better but um i think that offensive line is going to be terrible i think they're going to have to throw the ball and i think their offense is going to have to be geared around a mid-range attack when their two best receivers are a tight end and a running back out backfield you know we'll see what dj moore can do but he's still a rookie so i think greg olson like you said a volume play uh, he's he was healthy most of his career, even though he wasn't healthy last year. So uh, I, I'm banking on him uh, coming closer to the average uh, than than last year. And I think he'll I think he'll be good. Wouldn't be surprised if he gets thousand yards, eight to ten touchdowns.
0: Uh, I'll take another upside play here. I'll take Evan Ingram on the Giants. Trader. You're a trader. I'm a trader. yeah. Well, when we get to the trend after you get the draft without bias. You're going to rank these guys without bias. you got to rank everybody. you got to be true. I like Evan Ingram as a talent. The only thing that concerns me with Evan Ingram is they have a shiny new toy in the backfield. And Saquon Barkley, who's going to not only run the ball, but also catch the ball. Odell Beckham's going to have a monster season. That's just a given when he's healthy. The only reason he didn't have a monster season last year is because he broke <laughs> his ankle. He's going to bounce back. He's going to be this. So, I don't know if there's enough balls to go around.
1: Yeah, I think that's a big problem. I think he got heavy, heavy volume last year. And because, he can't of expect that anymore. Right, because of their interest. Right, because of their injuries. And
0: there's no way he's going to get the same volume he got last year with Odell healthy and Saquon in the backfield. Yeah. Uh, I Sterling Shepard, their slot receiver, he's on my do not draft list. I won't have Sterling Shepard at all. There's just not enough... Not enough balls to go around. I like Ingram. Shermer has always featured a slot receiver, though, in his offense. Well, I think that's going to be Evan Ingram some of the time as well. I think he's
1: just a better athlete than Sterling Shepard. Oh, no, man. Sterling Shepard's a really good receiver. And he is. He He balled out last year when when Odell Beckham went down.
0: But Um, Odell Beckham's back this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, you know, they spent... What a second-round pick on Sterling Shepard and a first-round pick on Evan Ingram. Yeah, i uh, just saying I like I like Ingram to get more targets than Shepard. The reason that Ingram is ranked this low, which is eighth, is because I don't think he's got the volume of a Greg Olsen, a Zach Ertz, uh, or those guys. He's just not going to get that volume, so. He's a few tiers below. But anyway, ninth pick.
1: Yeah, ninth pick. And who to go with? I'm going to probably go with a little more safety in Kyle Rudolph here. You know you can play him every week. You know he's not gonna, you know, he's probably not gonna get hurt. And he's got a good quarterback. Kirk Cousins is good. He's a fine tight end. Yeah, he's fine. This is a real bland part of the tight end rankings for me. The whole the whole rest of the position yeah. is, is
0: it's not trash, because you obviously you're going to have to have some of these guys on your team. But, I mean, Delaney Walker, who would be my next pick, is the same. He's bland. He's going to get five or six touchdowns. 700 yards, 800 yards, maybe. No way he gets to 1,000 yards. Uh, He's just a a middle-of-the-road, bland,
1: tight end. Yeah. After that, uh, I'm going to go with another injury-prone guy, but who has all the upside in the world, Uh, Tyler Eifert in Cincinnati. I don't think that back is going to hold up. So you're gonna need to have another tight end at the ready, or be willing to uh, work the waiver wire if uh, if you're gonna draft if you're gonna draft Tyler Eifert. But if he could stay healthy and stay on the field, uh, this is a guy who has you know double-digit touchdown upside, and uh, you know who knows about the yardage, you know what kind of routes he'll be running. But the double-digit touchdowns is a game winner right there at the point in the draft where he's going. Uh, to get that kind of production out of a tight end uh, w- w- would really be a big win at the draft. So, going at a, at a point when you can couple him with somebody else, you know, another tight end, um, maybe, you know, maybe one of the guys we've already talked about, maybe someone we're, we're going to talk about later. But Tyler Eifert needs to be mentioned in this tight end draft. All right, I'm going
0: to go with kind of an unknown, but I like his offense George Kittle on the Niners. Uh, he'd be a fine tight end at, in the between the 8th, 10th, 12th round. Kyle Shanahan's going to be chucking the rock over there. We'll see. I don't believe in Matt Breida. Jarek McKinnon is a big question mark coming into the season. And Joe Williams didn't give them anything as a rookie. So, they're going to be chucking the ball there. And I don't believe in Pierre Garcon at all mm-hmm. as an underneath receiver. I think he's Past his prime. To Be respectful. That leaves George Kittle. I think George Kittle's when he work in the middle of that field and Marquise Goodwin is going to be taking the top off the defense. And there's going to be a lot of targets to go around because I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball.
1: Yeah, they didn't really bring in running backs to really run between the tackles. I know they brought in uh, Alfred Morris most recently, but I think that was mainly because of injury. More so than the fact that they wanted it back, uh, you know, compounded in between the tackles. Next, I'm going to go with David Njoku. Uh, have, we have yet to see it, but this young man has all the potential in the world. Uh, I don't know if this is, is, is you know, me being biased because I'm watching hard knocks or not, but it seems like he and Tyrod have a very, very good connection. And he has a nose for the end Good hands, uh, can block well, so he's going to stay on the field. Uh, Hopefully, it let him run routes. And uh, Todd Haley runs a vertical concept. So I I really think that's where a guy like Njoku, who can high point the ball, uh, really excels. So don't be surprised if Njoku, you know, is the next breakout in the tight end position. And we're talking about him in the top five of tight ends next season. That would not be surprising to me at all.
0: Okay, I'm going to take Jack Doyle next, Indianapolis. They brought in Ebron, but I think. Doyle's a cut above Ebron. And with Andrew Luck hopefully healthy,
1: I think he could get six, seven, eight touchdowns. Yeah, Ebron scares me. Is it going to go back to the days of, you know, Dwayne Allen? and? You don't think Doyle's a cut above Ebron? No. No, I don't think that can be said yet. Okay. I want to give Ebron a little bit more time. Talk about first-round draft picks. He was a top-ten pick. And he hasn't done dick. No, he hasn't. Maybe Detroit wasn't a good fit for him. only you're concerns. right, but
0: I like the fit with Jack Doyle with Andrew Luck.
1: I mean, obviously, we're talking about what? Well, oh, another thing is, Yvonne cannot block. End. He can't block. Not at all. So Jack Doyle might get sucked, sucked into blocking duties. Oh, then that, that would be a bad... We are talking about
0: the 15th
1: tight end here. Yeah. So... I think I'd rather have Eric Ebron than Jack Doyle. I think that's okay. What I was getting. I, that's I, what I was getting. That's
0: fine. And whatever at this point in the draft, whatever you draft your guys. I don't agree with that, but um, I'm not gonna have Jack Doyle or Ebron on my team. My tight ends either gonna be one of the guys we talked about at the top of the show, mm-hmm. or it's gonna be a guy that we're gonna talk about
1: after. Since we're getting our guys, I want to grab a guy that I think has the job all to himself. Unquestioned tight end target. Ricky Seals Jones. Uh, He's shown that he can put up big numbers in the past. I don't see why he can't do it again. That team should should not be able to really move the ball without forcing it down the field. I think that's really where, where he excels. Uh, I like Sam Bradford as a quarterback. I think if he has time, he can put the ball on his receiver's hands. They have a terrible offensive line. And Ricky Seals Jones is a miss- mismatch on every play. If you get a linebacker on him, he's, he's, he's faster than them. And uh, if you get a defensive back on him, he's at least taller than them. I mean, he's not the biggest guy in terms of girth, but he's definitely a tall guy. Converted wide receiver, so. He resembles slender, man a little bit. Yeah, I like
0: Ricky Seals-Jones. I mean, I made these positional rankings, you know, a while ago. Ricky Seals-Jones was the 23rd on my list, but he's certainly moved up. He's certainly moved up a lot. I'm gonna go with a rookie here. I'm gonna go with Hayden Hurst. Thief. What? Beef. Uh On the Ravens, I think he's a good player. I think that... All right, Crabtree, he'll, he'll get some red zone targets, but... Yeah, you got Willie Sneed and John Brown. I'm not sold on any of them.
1: Uh, I'm, at this you should, point, in the draft. You should be sold on John Brown, but this offense utilizes their tight end. Their tight ends just can't stay healthy in on the field.
0: I mean, they had Dennis Pitta forever, who was always good when he was healthy,
1: but he was never healthy. Ben Watson for a few years. A couple other guys, but I like hitting hurts, like you said. A former baseball player played for the, the Pirates organization uh, and then was drafted this year by Baltimore, so uh, he, he's been in professional sports You know, he, he's been in big games. So shouldn't have the bright lights, you know, the uh, deer caught in headlights. He, the headlights uh, Syndrome should not affect him. So Just a matter of Joe Flacco getting him the ball man
0: all right, we'll do one more each and then we'll throw out some honorable mentions. So this will be your last pick, right? I picked Hayden Hurst, so it's your turn. This will be your last pick and then I'll do one. We'll
1: OJ Howard. I just think he has all the potential and upside in the world. If he were getting absolutely fed targets, you know, he's another guy who could easily jump up into the top five conversation next year. Um, I don't like that he has Cameron Great there, taking targets away. I don't like that Jameis Winston's gonna miss three games, but that might actually provide a buying opportunity for you. Uh, if, if you need a tight end, you know, after week three, uh, you can go get him when Jameis is about to come back and hopefully uh, Howard can reach him of his upside. But just watch the, watch the kid play. Watch him play and you'll know exactly why I'm drafting him. Big start, Alabama, first round
0: pick. Has all the talent, I mean, Cameron Brayton, Winston, that that scares me off of him, but. My last pick, um, I'll take Austin Safarian Jenkins. Um, He's on the Jaguars now. The Jaguars, they kind of need someone to step up at receiver. Uh, He's shown glimpses, both with on the Jets and he's been on Tampa. So, Austin Safarian Jenkins would be my last pick. I think he's good enough on the Jets last year. You know, I don't think he necessarily needs fantastic quarterback play. He's proven that to get backup tight end stats. So, as my last pick, before we get into honorable mention, Austin Safarian Jenkins. So, Jesse, I'll give it to you for some honorable mentions if you have any. We've pretty much covered. Um, Cameron great. Charles Clay. Charles Clay's not bad. Charles Clay is solid. Jake Butt, Jake Luke Butt Wilson. Luke Wilson's on, on Detroit now.
1: Yeah, those are some of the honorable mentions. I just wanted to, uh, you know, we don't need to go too deep into yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jake Butt, former great college player, uh, came into the league with an injury, so we'll just see. That's why first I just round talent, I first round.
0: NFL draft talent. Yeah. He tore his ACL and, and knocked down a couple of rungs. Cameron
1: Braight, um, like you said, has a really good connection in chemistry with Jameis Winston. Uh, he's another guy you can see take off after after that week after that three week suspension ends. Charles Clay, I think he's just gonna have to be involved in that offense. And when he's on the field and healthy, he produces. He's a guy I always look to to stream off the waiver wires when he's available. because uh, he just puts up consistent Yardage and receptions. Not the biggest touchdown threat, but also hindered by a bad team. Benjamin
0: Watson back mm-hmm. with the Saints. Uh, perfectly fine tight end if you're waiting forever. And if you're open, Breeze will find you. Um, then Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald. In Pittsburgh. Still in looking Pittsburgh.
1: for a Heath Miller replacement.
0: We'll see if Jesse James is that. But
1: I think I think Vance. I think that's why they went out and got Vance McDonald. Because it's not him. Because it's not Jesse James.
0: Uh, and then I like Mike Geseki, out of Penn State, second round pick of the Miami Dolphins.
1: Uh, I, I try and stay away from talking about Penn State players because I don't really support them. But I, there's no one else down there in Miami. Nope. Landry's gone. Devontae Parker's had a. Uh,
0: all the reports indicate that he's had a horrible summer. Kenny Stills is hurt. They're a mess down there. The Dolphins, they're, they're terrible. Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard, he burst it on the seam. We'll see what he can do. Maybe some two tight end sets with all the injuries to Alshon Jeffrey and And, and with that, sh- since we're talking about second
1: tight ends, Adam Shaheen could easily be the number one tight end in Chicago. I know we think it's Burton. They paid Burton the money, so they should use him. Shaheen has that potential and that talent. To to, to command himself being on the field. All
0: right, well, that'll wrap up the tight end position. That's our last positional preview. Coming back next with our 10 draft commandments to live by during draft season and some sleepers and breakouts. But if you missed anything from our positional mocks to anything at all, check out our Facebook page because fantasy football matters. We're on iTunes and A2D Radio. for Rob, I'm Rob, he's Jesse. We'll see you next time.